The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the tenth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive the prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In today's short reading from the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And then he cited the example of, and I quote, giving a cup of cold water to the little ones as an expression of hospitality. At first blush, this reads a lot like another passage in the very same gospel. Perhaps you recognize it. It seems to echo Matthew 25, where on Judgment Day, having separated the sheep from the goats, Jesus blessed the sheep, the righteous ones, saying, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you gave me clothing, sick and you took care of me, in prison and you visited me. When the righteous questioned when it was that they saw Jesus, he answered them saying, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Perhaps it is this familiarity between these two chapters, Matthew 10 and Matthew 25, that explains why so many have heard in these words of Jesus from our reading for today, an exhortation, a command to extend a welcome to others, particularly to the little ones, and to see in them the face of Jesus Christ. Many a preacher, myself included, have delivered just such a message. We have read, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and then gone on to make a point about extending ourselves and welcoming the other and seeing Jesus in our brothers and sisters and practicing Christian hospitality. To be sure, we are called to do all of the above, to welcome others, to receive visitors, to engage newcomers, to practice a generous hospitality, to see Jesus in our neighbor. But that is not at all what Jesus is talking about here. The words before us today in Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 to 42, are the conclusion to a long set of instructions Jesus gave to his disciples just before he sent them out in mission. Up until this point in the gospel, the disciples have been with Jesus basically 24-7, learning from him as he taught, listening to him as he preached, and watching him as he healed the sick and resurrected the dead. The conclusion to the chapter just before ours reads like this. Then Jesus went about all of the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news, curing every disease. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. 
And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. It is in response to the plentiful harvest and the need for more workers that Jesus then spends the majority of chapter 10 providing final instructions for the disciples before he sent them into the harvest. In the 39 verses leading up to the gospel for today, Jesus told his disciples where to go and where not to go. He told them what to say and what to bring. He told them who to visit and how to enter a home. And he concluded it all with these words. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. Did you hear it? Let me say that again. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. Did you hear it now? The disciples are not the ones doing the welcoming, but rather they are the ones being welcomed. And this is a very important distinction. I can't help but wonder how it is that we so often get this backwards. Why do we insist on placing ourselves in the position of the ones doing the welcoming when Jesus so clearly places the disciples, and that includes all of us, on the other side of the equation, on the receiving end of the welcome? Maybe it has something to do with a saying most of us have heard repeated throughout our lives. Someone probably first said it to you when you were very young, like when you had a gift to give away to someone else, a gift you desperately wanted to keep for yourself, a gift you begged your parent to purchase two of, one for the birthday child and the other one for you. In response to your request, you likely heard these well-known words, it is better to give than it is to receive. Maybe that's why we tend to see ourselves as the givers. Or maybe it has something to do with another saying about giving and receiving that goes like this. It's harder to receive than it is to give. In fact, it is much harder to receive than it is to give. In a world that values self-starters, self-sufficiency, and self-made people, we work extra hard in order to be givers. In a world that is suspicious of humility and vulnerability, it's challenging to see ourselves as recipients. And in a world where receiving goes against the grain of being able to provide for ourselves, it's a difficult step to take. We take pride in our independence and our self-reliance, right? From the time that we could talk, we have been proud to announce, I can do it myself, which in a sense is another way of saying, I don't need you. It's an interesting exercise when reading scripture, particularly the stories in the Gospels, to ask yourself, where do I place myself in this narrative? For example, 
In the parable of the prodigal son, there are multiple lenses through which to see yourself. For instance, there's the prodigal son, or the older brother, or the father, each one offering a unique and informative perspective, right? You know what I mean? Well, where we place ourselves in the reading for today is just as important and may prove to be especially instructive in this time of social unrest because it informs how we view our relationships with others. Do we perceive ourselves as the ones who only have something to give? Or do we recognize within ourselves someone who needs others? Author and researcher Brene Brown said, staying vulnerable is a risk we must take if we want to experience connection. Staying vulnerable may look very much like taking a step in the direction of opening ourselves to listen and to receive from others, from all others. Perhaps more than any other time in history, this is important to consider. People are asking what to do, what to say, how to respond, and maybe, just maybe, Spending a little time with these instructions from Jesus might prove insightful as we navigate the days and the weeks and the years ahead and work together toward a society that is just and kind where every individual is valued and appreciated for who they are, where each person is recognized as a partner in the gospel, and where the kingdom here on earth begins to resemble more closely the kingdom God designed in the first place. Let's hope so. In the name of Jesus, amen.